When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to Astros Baseball, a podcast by a fan. For the fans of the Houston Astros, here is your host, Rob Fontenot. For uh, tuning in to uh, Astros Baseball live podcast, I appreciate all of you. If you want to speak or you have anything to ask, uh, go ahead and uh, ask to speak, and I will bring you on. Uh, just a little news so far on the Astros. Uh, I don't know, not having too bad of a season. Uh, the uh, They got swept by the A's recently, but, you know, they took care of business the last two games against them. We had our first taste of COVID-19. Somebody inside the A's organization, I don't know if it was a player or a, uh, I'm not sure if it was a player or someone, you know, on the staff, but someone tested positive for COVID-19 and they canceled our game on Sunday, moved it to a, there was already a four-game series in Oakland coming up, and they moved it to uh, to that. So now they play five games in Oakland. But like I said, this is our first taste with COVID. I know there's a lot of teams that have uh, missed a lot of games. Uh, but uh, this is our first taste. And it was up in the air whether we were going to play our series against the Rangers tonight or not. Uh, but... Uh, it has been announced that they are going to go, go ahead. So does anybody have any questions you want to ask me about being an Astro fan or where's Ethan? What's up, Ethan? Hey, Rob, just wanted to pop up real quick to ask a question. So um, I had to, I was very busy the last couple of days. I had to play some catch up on all the deadline stuff that happened. And um, I'm curious as someone, you probably followed the Astros pretty closely. I'm, you know, I'm guessing over the mm-hmm. last few days, uh, what were some of the rumors that were going around about the Astros? Were they close on anything? To my knowledge, they didn't really swing any big deals. Um, and sort of how, how do you feel about that, about the, the Astros kind of standing pat? Um, and did you, you know, were they close on anything? Did you hear any rumors about, about uh, guys they were in on or anything like that? The uh, GM, James Click made a uh, statement, I guess, on one of the Zoom meetings or something. And he said if there was something out there that they would make a move. But the Astros have a couple of guys that are hurt rehabbing. You've got Verlander that could come back. There's a few bullpen guys that, you know, are on the way to uh, on the way to return. So he was saying that 
you know, there's not really much he can do. He's pretty happy with the team we have now. And as far as the offense goes, we're pretty solid. We got some pretty solid young starters. As a fan, I think we could use a relief pitcher. Uh, but like he said, there's uh, Brad Peacock, who, you know, performed well in the World Series a few years ago. He's been with us for a long time. And uh, so he just he's kind of looking at it as we really there's not really any kind of moves that we can make without having to lose people. We don't want to lose that will benefit us any more than the people that we have, you know, ready to come back. Uh, Courtney, what is MLB doing to fight COVID? There is no bubble. No, there's no bubble like basketball. There was a bubble proposed where every team played in Florida and then that moved to Arizona, or I think it was a combination of both. They thought about adding Texas to that, but the, uh, the players didn't want to do that. They didn't want to go to the game, go to the hotel, go to the game, go to the hotel. It's just something that they didn't want to do. And, uh, but I think they've done a pretty decent job. Uh, if you looked at the, uh, at the uh, games at the beginning when there was a bunch of, uh, you know, I think Miami had an issue. Uh, I know there's another team that's only played a handful of games. St. Louis Cardinals, I believe, had had issues with it already. But uh, they weren't really following protocol. They weren't social distancing. Most guys weren't wearing masks. Uh uh, yeah, I don't know if they voted on it. Maybe they did, uh, but they didn't want to be in a bubble. They didn't. I mean, I think they're now that they've had issues with COVID with some different teams, they're sort of in a bubble when they're on the road because protocol now is when you're on the road, you go to the ballpark and you go back to the hotel. There's no going out to dinner. There's no hanging out in large groups. I know there was a couple of guys. Um, I don't really remember what team it was. I just remember this news coming out that they were, uh, I think they went to a strip club or something. And uh, they got kicked. The, the team actually voted to kick them off the team. I don't know how for how long. and uh, But, yeah, they're being a lot more strict now. Got anything else? We got in some good conversation earlier. Uh, I just didn't have a great uh, connection. We were talking about the Astros cheating. And we were also talking about Barry Bonds. We had a San Francisco fan, you know, who was defending Barry Bonds. Uh, I guess you could say defending his uh, steroid use. You know, he said he didn't really need it. But on the other hand, the other side of that argument was that he uh, he gained a lot of power. So, yes, he had to hit the ball, but he started hitting it further. But that's a case. We all talked about how that's a case of him probably being a Hall of Fame player before he decided to, I was going to say cheat, but, you know, that's cheating, I guess, before he started using steroids and destroyed the home rec home run record 
and it, it it's the same as the Astros. Duke University did a study that showed that the Astros cheating did not benefit them at all. And uh, so, but it doesn't really matter, right? You know, if it benefited them or not, they cheated. Uh, we have a question about Altuve. Is he struggling? The last game, the, the two guys on our team with the lowest batting average as far as the starters are George Springer and Jose Altuve. And everybody else, is, uh, Bregman started out slow, but he's picked things back up. Uh, Kyle Tucker, the young kid who didn't do well the first uh, chance he had, he's like leading the team in RBIs and home runs and all these different categories. And he's actually up there with the big boys uh, in the American League. But Altuve was struggling really bad. And then he had like four games in a row where he had multi-hit games. And one game, he actually went three for five. In a game, the Astros only had five total hits. And so after that, I think he went hitless in a couple of games until this last game when he got two two hits. And uh, but I don't I don't think he's back yet. I think he is struggling. And I think it's all mental. I think the uh, the fact it, it's proven that he didn't want to cheat. He did not want to use it. And he, you know, the imaginary story about the wearing the buzzers, which nobody in Houston believes. We all think it's ridiculous. You know, he's the focal point of that. He's the guy that hit the home run that sent the Astros back to the World Series. He's the one everybody hates because he did that. And, you know, he's made a bunch of statements, you know. Uh, I, I'm shy. I didn't want my shirt taken off because I'm shy. You know, and then they show pictures. Well, you don't look shy here. You know, you have your shirt off here. Uh, and then he said something about, I was expecting a fastball. He just made some bad statements. And what some people got to realize is a lot of these players, English is their second language. And I don't know if that's an excuse or not. But to get to your question, he is struggling. He's sitting like 211 uh, or maybe 209, two, uh, somewhere around, you know, the very low 200s. But I just think the cheating scandal is just – because these guys, if, you, if you've ever watched a game, they don't celebrate anything really. Uh, the outfielders sort of have a little bit of fun. I guess they did have some fun when Kyle Tucker hit a home run. But if you watch Altuve, he doesn't really get into it. He doesn't he doesn't really have fun. I guess some of the other guys are coming around, but he's not. And I don't know if he's bothered by, uh, you know, the results and the treatment that he's getting from cheating. Or he's just upset that he's playing bad. But I'm assuming it's the other. So I don't really know exactly why but i think that is and i just think he should just try to forget it because people are going to talk bad about him forever i mean his reputation as this guy that had 200 hits uh more hits than anybody in the last whatever years it's all tarnished now because everybody thinks that he was cheating or he did all that by cheating and now this year he's struggling so now it looks like you know they get to say oh well look you 
you can't hit now because you were cheating, you know, but there's a lot of other guys on that team, you know, that uh, are doing well, but they, they won't point that out. So anyway, this is, uh, this is our first series against our rival Texas Rangers, but with all hey. of this stuff going on with the Dodgers and the Yankees, they, that's the focal point right now. So, so Astro fans like me who dislike the Rangers are, uh, you know, we kind of forgot. We, we're kind of forgetting how much we dislike them. So we get to renew <laughs> that rivalry today. Uh, first time we played them all year. We haven't played them yet. So I'm pretty excited about it. What you got, Ethan? Well, I'm a Rangers fan. Um, oh, awesome. Yeah. The, uh, not, not a great year for the Rangers. Not a great couple of years. Um, there were there were a lot of rumors uh, out of you know around Arlington, so to speak, um, that uh, you know obviously Mike Miner got moved, but um, Lance Lynn, who's been one of the best pitchers in the American League, if not the, maybe even just the entire MLB, um, he was probably gettable for the right price. So was Joey Gallo. That was kind of the name that was really surprising to me. I figured, you know, if the if there's a version of the Rangers that is truly competitive, um, you know, like chasing a pennant, that's probably at least a couple few years away, you would think. And, um, and you know, Joey Gallo certainly fits into that timeline. Mike Miner and Lance Lynn, not quite as much. So um, I was a little surprised to hear that, uh, that Joey Gallo's name was getting floated in trade rumors, but they, he ended up not being moved. Neither did Lance Lynn. Um, and I think that the, um, that probably makes sense. They probably wanted to be blown away uh, for either of them, but you know, it is sort of a, a it's the rivalry between the Rangers and Astros is, is kind of strange, right? Because they've had this, the, the silver boot, right. Going back to the interleague days. Um, but then as of, you know, several years ago when they became uh, when they started playing in the same division, it sort of picked up. And I think you've got, you know, you've got a little bit of, of in-state rivalry between the cities of Houston and Dallas in general, I think. Um, so it's always fun to add add a little good natured sports hatred in there. Um, but got to say, it's it's been a pretty one sided rivalry, I think, over the past uh, three to four years since the since the Rangers kind of entered into a a new phase. Um, you know the the heyday of the the Josh Hamilton, um, Elvis Andrews, Adrian Beltre uh, Rangers from from you know five to ten years ago kind of faded, um, and and now they're they're in this kind of weird middle ground. They're they're not exactly terrible, but they're certainly not good, um, and they're not really going to compete for the playoffs. Uh, but they're not in that sort of Tigers, uh, Astros style tank um, by any means. So um, definitely the uh, been a bit one sided with the Astros being you know maybe the best team in baseball over the last few years and. And the Rangers in this weird purgatory state that they're in, but uh, would love to, would still love to take a couple games off the Strohs here this week. Yeah. The, uh, 
Yeah, I believe when they when we first went to the American League, the uh, Rangers dominated the series. I think there was one year they won every game but one. It was very bad, and I I, I think I think Texas won at least three out of those four years. But like you say, I guess nineteen, eighteen, seventeen, probably all the way to sixteen. The Astros have uh, won that. And when you go to the Astros game in the uh, team store, that silver boot is out there on display for everybody to to look at. And it's actually pretty cool. Uh, But let me ask you this, since you're a Texas Ranger guy, you guys got your new stadium this year and you're getting a lot of flack. A lot of people say it looks like like Gillies dance hall. It looks like a grill. It looks like a cheap knockoff of Minute Maid. What What is your thought and the thoughts of people that you know that are Rangers fans about your new stadium? Uh, the people I know, so I don't live in, in DFW um, anymore. I'm out on the West Coast in L.A., but the people I know who, who live there, I think they're excited for a new stadium um, in general. Uh, I think it looks like a warehouse. I think it's pretty ugly. Um, and, you know, it's there next to Jerry World, like the probably probably still the crown jewel of of North American sports stadiums, I would have to say. I mean, it, it holds up now a decade later, however long it's been since they since they built Jerry World. Um, you know, I think uh, I think in general, I'm, I'm usually <laughs> I'm usually pretty Arlington has kind of built uh, has has kind of built itself into this this kind of, this city that's sort of out in the middle of nowhere in North Texas outside of Dallas, not really in Fort Worth. Um, and their thing is that they have six flags, they've got a water park, they've got the Cowboy Stadium and they got the Ranger Stadium and they fork over the tax money to build the things. Um, and I'm, I'm generally against that. I was kind of, I was proud of the, the city of Dallas when, when Laura Miller, the mayor at the time, um, basically told, told Jerry Jones that if he wanted to build a, if he wanted to build a cowboy stadium in Fair Park in, in downtown Dallas, basically, then he'd have to pay for the whole thing. And, uh, so Jerry went to Arlington where they were willing to, kind of chip in. So I don't know my, all of my memories of the Rangers are from, are from the ballpark in Arlington that went through a bunch of different name changes. And uh, I don't know, I'll kind of, it'll be, it's kind of weird. The idea of the Rangers playing in, uh, in a stadium that doesn't have that like jet stream out to right field with balls just exploding out of the park all the time. And that August Texas sun just beating down on, Chanho Park and all the memories I have associated with with the ballpark in Arlington um, and the Rangers. But, uh, you know, uh, all that said, like, you know, like like I said at the at the outset, um, people I know who go to Rangers games still are excited for like the experience of a new stadium, which I don't begrudge them. But, uh, yeah, I, I think it's pretty ugly and uh, not too excited about it. You got to be excited about uh, sitting in some AC. And, and like for me, I love going to Astro games towards the beginning of the season 
and a little later in the season when the when the roof is open because I, I really enjoy you know watching a game outside and you talk about uh dallas Cowboys stadium me and my wife went to dallas one weekend and i don't remember when this was but i know dallas keiko was still with the astros but we actually went there for the weekend we stayed in a hotel that you just look out the window and you can see Cowboys Stadium to the right. You can see uh, the Rangers ballpark to the left. And we just walked over there. We went to the uh, football stadium and took a tour. Uh, it looks like a big spaceship. It's just a big, huge, uh, massive building in the middle of that uh, area. And a question I have for you is, what are they going to do with that stadium now that they have a new one? Are they going to tear that one down? Are they going to leave it there, play some college balls, some tournaments? Some, I mean, what are they going to do with it? Any plans? As far as I know, um, and let me actually, let me make sure here. Um, yeah, this is as of April of this year, Globe Life Park. Um, which I will always think of as the ballpark in Arlington. Escape demolition. It went through $10 million renovation to house the Renegades, which is the Dallas XFL team, and the North Texas Soccer Club of the USL League One, one of, uh, the, one of the lesser American, North American soccer leagues. So uh, it they, they put, put some money into it, renovated it, and they're still going to use it for a, for a couple of, of other sports, which I guess is nice to see. So what's your prediction for this series? You think the the Rangers are going to win? Any? We got some decent pitchers coming up. Our first one will be Framber Valdez, who's surprising everyone. Uh, he He's going long. He's going deep into innings. Uh, last time out, seven innings. Uh, he, he did allow four runs, you know, but he had 11 strikeouts. But he's been a big surprise. He's been very solid. Zach Greinke, he's been amazing. Lance McCullers Jr., up and down. We got one kid named Brent Belak or Brian Belak, who was doing amazing, and he got lit up the last two outings. And then uh, Christian Javier, he's been doing pretty good. Uh, so, you know, we've been holding the fort down, waiting for Justin Verlander to come back. And with the playoffs, the way they are this year, I mean, I, I looked a few days ago. It may have changed already, but there were four teams in the NL East that were going to make the playoffs because the, the two teams that are in third and fourth had better records than everybody else. And what do you have? Eight, eight out of 15. You got more than half of uh, the teams are going to make it. And so... I don't know. It, it it sure made a difference in the uh, trade deadline. I know the Padres went wild. The Padres adding a lot of pieces. And I think they were already good enough. And what do you think? Do you think they uh, you think they toyed with their team too much? It might have messed up their chemistry with all these new guys? Uh, so I think, well, to answer your first question, I think the – I'd have to pick the – I mean, the Rangers do have Lance Lynn going uh, in the third game of this series, and that's that's the one that you could say uh, with any confidence, you know, they might be able to pull out um, just because Lance Lynn has been lights out all season. Um, 
So I'm I'm guessing that the, the Astros take two out of three uh, over the next few days. Um, as far as the Padres go, you know, I mean, they they made probably the biggest move at the deadline. Um, and I think, uh, you know, I think that it's tough because the Padres have been kind of on the cusp for, you know, a couple of years now. People have been waiting for them to break out. They've been pretty aggressive adding players, spending a lot of money um, and and swinging at trades when the opportunities arose. So, you know, the fact that this is kind of the, the playoffs are expanded. This is kind of a weird season um, in terms of the number of games, a few games here and there, like really matter even more than they do in a regular, uh, you know, non sort of exceptional uh, season. And so I don't know. I don't really fault them. I mean, you see people make big, big moves like this all the time. And if you're the Padres and you're, front office and your fans have been kind of waiting for this to make good on some of this promise and some of these moves for a few years now. Um, and what are they? Six, they're seven games above 500. They're kind of squarely in the, in the mix. Um, and, uh, you know, I think, uh, they're, what are they? Yeah. They're three and a half games up for the top wildcard spot, um, in the NL. So, I get it. I mean, you know, you, you really, you got to come correct if you're going to be going up against the, the, um, the Dodgers. Dodgers and, you know, the, the kind of power players in the, in the league, the Cubs look a little better this year. The Braves are the Braves. Um, so, you know, you got it, you got to be ready and you got to have the pitching. And so I think going for Clevenger makes sense. Um, I probably would have done the same thing if I were them. Cause like I said, you really, you really never know. This is a weird season and, uh, and I can't really fault them. Yeah. I'm looking at the pitching matchups. I brought it up while you were talking, uh, today you have L Garcia, uh, Owen one with a 5.40 ERA. I don't know anything about him. And we have Framber Valdez, the guy I was mentioning earlier. Uh, he's three and two, but his ERA is two thirty-five. He's he's got the greatest movement from anyone on the team. Uh, he he's just amazing so far this year. Uh, last year, not too impressive. Uh, the second game Wednesday, it's Allard. So it's zero and three with a six fifty ERA against Christian Javier, the other young guy I talked about. And then the third game is an afternoon game. And that was Lance Lynn, four and one with a 1.93 ERA. And Houston is to be determined. So I really don't know. I can't think of the uh, order off the top of my head, but it is to be determined. So who knows who's going to pitch. But anyway, that's all the time I have. Thanks for uh, joining me and put your two cents in as a Rangers fan. Ethan, I appreciate it. Yeah, and I uh, last thing I'll say here is, David, I think Gallo is only hitting 183, which is pretty normal for Gallo. But as a Rangers fan, I will leave with the weird optimism that says some some seasons he'll put it together and hit 200 and hit 50 home runs, and it still probably won't be worth it. But, Rob, thanks for letting me come up and rant. Um, are, the, uh, are the Rangers still grabbing each other?
grabbing each other. What do you mean? <laughs> I don't know. Look it up. All right. Thanks. <laughs> okay. <laughs> thanks, Rob. We'll talk soon. All right. Bye. Thanks for listening to this episode of Astros Baseball. Make sure to subscribe so that way you will be alerted when there is a new episode. Follow Rob on Twitter at Rob Fontenot. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today sign up using code buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet bet mgm and GameSense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with mgm northfield park Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.